Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Fifteen-year-old Jesse is the only one who witnessed the stabbing of his friend Jonas. Now he has to face his family and friends and his BMX rider crew and explain the unexplainable, how he feels about it. The looks of close ones and in his ability to answer these questions gradually isolate Jesse and the growing grief prevents him from finding comfort. And that is the premise of this wonderful new film by Baz DeVos. Uh, it's called Violet. It's opening here in Los Angeles today. Uh, and uh, we'll get into where it's playing, but um, we are really, truly honored to have with us today uh, the director of Violet, Baz DeVos. Baz, welcome to Film School. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, the film is one in which the opening sequence um, is brilliantly staged. We see the uh, activity in a mall uh, through the... Uh, the eyes of the security cameras, and um, it it immediately puts us in sort of a, a certain frame of reference for the story, uh, in in which there is a certain distance between us and the subjects of this. Before we get too far into the particulars of the way you went about filming this, I want to ask you where the story for Violet came from. Uh, it's like this is the most impossible question. Okay. <laughs> you start with the most impossible question. <laughs> I will try. I will try because first of all, uh, the film. So the film premiered in 2014, which means that I, I started writing somewhere around 2012. Mm. Um, it's five years ago, and I have the brain of a fish, <laughs> the memory of a fish. So I, I like. I I basically remember what I did, did an hour ago. <laughs> so I will. I will try to somehow. Uh, I think there were a lot of uh, a lot of things that 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 all then came together and somewhat crystallized and became this film. Um, there was there was a, a somewhat childhood memory of of me walking home uh, summer nights, walking to my to, through my neighborhood on the way home, mm-hmm. and this somewhat sad feeling of of, of sort of end of joy, something like that, you know, like you, you mm-hmm. have too much fun and then the, the depression on the way home, <laughs> so this feeling, <laughs> and then um, somehow uh, wanting to capture this, this, this sort of loneliness, and then at the same time, um, I, I was intrigued by a number of, of news stories about seemingly completely random violent acts, mostly between uh, youngsters in Belgium. And I, I was especially uh, appalled by the way that these that these events that are that, that were truly terrible terrible uh, news stories. But I was re- appalled by the way that this this was public, public like made public and and how it was made into something very hollow and and flat. It 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 it, it, it was so. I think I think I think you sort of know what what I'm talking yeah. about. I think uh, American television very much. Uh, especially the news has this way of, of of taking deeply personal and 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 small fediver like um, incidents and and blowing them up into like Hollywood proportions, you know. Yeah. 
Um, and this is not something that we really know so much, but these, these stories were treated like that. They, they, they became almost filmic narratives of, of perpetrators that ran away and then had to be found. Uh, and and I, 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 I remember being upset with the way that the people who were actually affected by these, being the, 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 the parents of the, the, the boy who dies and the, the parents of the, the, the kids who were the perpetrators, how they, how their grief, like sort of got soaked up and became uh, a public uh, mm. grief, and and I, I I just thought like I want to do something with this, and I want to somehow show the opposite side. I want to show the, the private side, mm. and I want and, and I also want to show the the, the the maybe the impossibility of of showing what is what this truly is. Yeah. Um, because it is so intimate and because it is so private, maybe there is a limit in what one can show. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I would say that this is all from that side, from that perspective. There is virtually no mention uh, of this in sort of newspaper accounts or in the kinds of things. As is often as you cite here in America, often these things become a kind of referendum on a whole bunch of social issues and social perceived yeah. social ills and they blow it up into some it becomes a referendum on all kinds of things related or not related mm-hmm. racial or not racial every other kinds of imaginable mm-hmm. permutation of it and as you said and as you focused on in violet it is it is wrong on so many levels but but especially when you take into account the this incredible uh, burden situation that these families and the people that were in, directly impacted, just dealing with that instead of making it into something uh, that is uh, turns into a circus of sorts. Yeah, maybe, maybe. yeah. Go ahead. I mean, no, no. I, 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 I think there is, there is, a, there is a narrative in this. There is something to be told. I mean, there is in, in this specific instance, like what happened in Belgium, that there was a relevant story, and the relevant story was that. For our way of life, let's say, which is whatever that means, <laughs> but um, for what we are used to, let's say, um, this kind of violence was something new, and and there was this the relevant question: where does it come from? Where does this violence come from? All of it. This that's the relevant question. Mm-hmm. The non-relevant question is: shall we all come together and grieve about this? Shall we all join the wake and and put down the flowers? That for me was a uh, was a hollow narrative, and and I saw how the relevant narrative very quickly became sidetracked for this this pub, more public mourning, and I, I this I disliked, mm-hmm. or I felt uncomfortable. When you were deciding how to move, you your previous work has been short films, uh, Pillar, The Close, We Know, and. Then from there you um, jumped into a long form. This is a, about an eighty-minute film. In telling a story in ten minutes, there's a certain for me there's a certain amount of creativity and economy that goes into a story. Your film doesn't have a, a, a there isn't a lot of extraneous storylines in your film. Yours is a film that is very concentrated uh, on on very specific characters. What would what did you learn in the sort of the short form that you carried over into this longer form film of Violet? That is a good question. I think for me the the the, 
the the shots of the short film form always felt like sketching, mm-hmm. no, like a, mm-hmm. it's a sketch. It, 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 it for me at least, I never felt that I I wanted to make short films that would that would touch people the way that I I I feel a, a feature film can, because it, you literally lack time. You need time. You need time and 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 the, the space for people to to accustom to what they're seeing and, and to, to get into it, mm-hmm. literally get into it. Um, and, and so for, for my short films, I always felt this frustration that was time-related. I always felt like I can only hint at what I find truly interesting. And I really enjoyed making them. And so I, I never, at the moment, was like, I shouldn't do this because I'm wasting my time mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I always, I always felt that what I what I really wanted to get at, I I needed more time to do that, and, and, and I felt it the strongest when I was making my last short film, which is called We Know, which is basically a, a, a microscopic moment between a father and a son, and it's a really short film. There, I really felt like, wow, this microscopic moment <laughs> for me uh, to really understand it, maybe I I actually need a feature film. <laughs> Well, well, the reason I asked you, you that you, the reason I asked you that question, Baz, was because I think what I see in in this film that reminds me of short films uh, that I've really appreciate is that we get a, we get we get information for, about our characters. We 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 understand them in nuances. There's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of ex, explaining going on in the in your film in in overt terms. But we get a lot of information in ways that indicate to me, that show me that as a filmmaker, you know how to convey a lot with without without doing a lot. And so mm-hmm. that for me is was one of the strengths of Violet is to to have that experience, and it allows mm-hmm. your film, which I just really really appreciate. It allows us to sort of. It's it's the space in between. I, I like to say as I like to say it yeah. in a story. It's the it's the it's the the sort of the blank spaces that allow us to think about things in real time as we're watching the story unfold. It gives us time to contemplate things that you as a filmmaker felt were important enough to to kind of give us that that part of the film, the whatever it was that you wanted. It's such a beautiful film to look at in that regard. It, it the, that that sort of meditative um, sense that of watching it, because it is this is a, these are serious things you're bringing to our attention in ways that for a lot of people had never considered. So you're giving us as mm-hmm. an audience a time to consider them. Um, so that's I sort of see that in in your uh, progression from short film to to the longer form. Yeah, I think I, I think I've, uh, I, I, and and this is that's the thing. I mean, it's it's nothing. Or the way I I, I want to approach film is, is also it's nothing new. I mean, it it has been done forever by people who are way more talented than me, but but fascinates me much more than 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 I think the more psychological way of telling stories is. I think it's just just closely related to how I see people. I think I see people. It's very mysterious. I always think like I I don't even really understand the way I work. Like how can I then pretend that I 
understand how somebody else works. How, how, how. And so how can I, as a maker, if I don't understand myself and, and, and how I come to be who I am and, and why life seems to lead me in this or that direction, how can I then write something that is truthful and truthful, um, whatever word I, I know, but mm-hmm. um, how can I make something that is truthful or, or, or how can I not lie um, uh, and, and still and still make something? Mm-hmm. And for me, then the answer is I, I have to I have to look uh, at people in film the way I look at people in real life, and then then there is the there is this limit. There is the limit of uh, it is impossible to get in somebody's head. So, but you can only look at them, and you can only by looking at them and by by not looking away and by by, by keeping your your gaze upon them. You can only then start to reflect from who you are. But for me, the film, in a way, it, it film exists. It, it is. It is. It exists only in the space between the space between the image and who the the, the viewer is. And so, in that sense, I know this really sounds uh, weird for me, for me. The film, the moment I finish it, it all, it no longer really belongs to me. You know, like the moment I show it to somebody, mm. I I felt this really strong that when I premiered the film, I I really felt like wow, it, it no longer is my film. It's people do something with it or don't, or people hate it and start shouting or, <laughs> or walk away. But it also is sort of appropriation of the work of the film. So when you speak about in-between space, I also see that as a sort of the, the core of what film really is. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a space in which we move and in which we are allowed to move and exist. <laughs> if I, I don't know. You know if, if I might, and I would say I very much agree with what you're saying, I would also throw in it's an opportunity for engagement with with your work the the space between provides an audience yeah. with an opportunity to engage as opposed to with many filmmakers and this is not uh, uh it's not a negative but it's just a different approach to the way that you know, filmmaking that where more is explained more is you're told where you're going how you're going to get there who's going to do it and all that and with your film and i think we maybe would bear going back into a little bit more of the story i think we've laid the groundwork but i but it, with your film it, it is i feel like i'm in the room with these people and this is how they would behave under the circumstances given as we said this in, inexplicable horror that has occurred and mm-hmm. along with that this the opening sequence is this mystery there's a sort of a mystery as to who did it and why? And are we going to find out who it is? Uh, is there going to be some form of justice for the people who perpetrated this heinous act? And at the the other side of it is, what would I do? Immediately, I am thrust into the middle of the film from the perspective of how would I react if I watched someone who I was close to suddenly have this happen to them? this horrible thing happened and I couldn't or didn't do anything about it. That is really powerful. That's a really powerful premise and it's a really powerful way to pull people into the film. And for that alone, uh, that it's a great appreciation for someone who watches a lot of films and understands how this works. It's a really beautiful way for you to get me into that story. 
No, I just I, I don't know. I, I think it's uh it's, I think filmmaking is super. There is a, a huge paradox because on one hand, uh, a director is is uh, is of course an an all, an all he he's the all knowing figure. Yeah, he he is the one who knows because he's the one who made it. So if he doesn't know, but, but at the same time, and this is something I will probably struggle with for the rest of my uh, life. At the same time. It is. It, I do not wish to have this role. I do not. I do not want to have the role of the one who who has to know it all. <laughs> I I I try to approach the film always like a bit like a child maybe, <laughs> um, who sees something happen and really goes, but what does this mean? Like I like a lot this question. What does it mean? And I and that for me is an interesting question that that I as a as a maker I don't necessarily feel the responsibility that I have to answer this question, yeah. and I think in in general film or let's say the majority of film is woven around of a, a structure of meaning. Uh, it's woven around uh, resolution. There is a, a problem that we will solve, and in this in, in solving it, there is meaning. It's the way we 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 give shape to our lives that are muddy and messy and and so in, in many ways a classical narrative is something we need and crave, but uh, it is not where my uh, where my interest is. For my interest is is or sometimes let's say I feel that that we we are now so we're so drowned in in narrative and in in, in this idea of resolution and this idea of finding meaning and, and ordering that I really need to find mystery again in the very banal things around me. Well, in the words of Peter O'Toole in the movie The Stuntman, I always remember this as this sort of maniacal director of the film. He said to uh, Stephen Railsback's character, if God could do the things that we could do, meaning directors, he would be a happy man. And it is that sense of total control, total awareness, but it must, it's very, it's an integral part of wanting to be a director, I think, in some sense. But it takes someone who has some trust in their own artistic vision to let go of that to the extent that it's feasible in making a film. I think that that is something that you're, you, as you said it earlier, you're, you, when you, when this premiered, you've had that sense that this belongs to the audience, to the viewer. And I think that comes from this sense of you. there's so much opportunity to engage in your film with all of the different characters and for all the different reasons that they're either unhappy, sad, uh, comforting. All of those things are part of this film and a part of the, the story. And, and in a way, we as the audience are, as I said from the in the premise, we're pulled into it by virtue of our, our own questioning of our own what would our reactions be to a situation like this? And from that point forward, I think we're propelled to to into this story and to understand why people want and to behave the way that they do in the film. I think that's all part of this this idea that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And uh, you you know your work. I, just real quick, there's a I had uh, and I, I think it's called his name is I mean it's, I forget how to pronounce his first name, but I think it's Jim Cohen. He did a film called Museum Hours. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But it very much reminds no. it very much reminds me of your film in the sense of that this this approach to filmmaking 
um, if you ever happen to want to check it out, I think you'd appreciate it. Um, it's uh, it's it's called Museum Hours, and and it it's very similar in a lot of ways. You did some things here with your camera work that I really really like. Most of the film is is uh, we're film the the characters at a distance, sort of a a sense of distance between us and them. Tell me a little bit mm-hmm. about what is that part of what we've been talking about here? This idea behind the, the way you approach filmmaking. Yeah, I I think so. I think um, it's very strange because uh, it, of course distance is, is a word I've I've i heard a lot in, in, in trying to describe uh, um, the, the film, um, and and I think I have I think I I understand where that comes from, but for me. From, I, I think it means emotional distance. No, it doesn't. It, it yeah. doesn't mean not intimate. Because for me, the film is very uh, intimate and it's very private. But he is not. He is distant in the sense that um, we are left to wonder what the boy is truly thinking, feeling, because he's not outspoken and he, he is not. And I, I think again, I think it's just the way I I I, I think people. Are it's it's so complex to articulate how we actually feel mm-hmm. that often when we try to we know we are only formulating a half truth and so in in film often often I have this, the sensation that, that the emotions need to be so direct because you know like mirror neurons and all this we we really we have to feel what the character is uh, feeling and going through and that is that is something that I struggle with I again it's something I, I when I when I don't dislike I don't dislike it it's just it's not where I where my interest lies my interest lies in the opposite in the the human being as a, the most private thing and it's a very strange uh, concept to speak about the privacy of a character you know um, mm-hmm. there's a moment in the film where the boy visits the father of the dead boy and we are we just see the, begin- the we see the first two minutes of their their encounter, mm-hmm. uh, and the rest is off screen. And 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 for me, it's it's because what what is being said between them and what happens between them, it's private. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's nobody. I mean, we can't learn anything from that because it, it's theirs. We can learn something from these other moments, the moments of. Of loneliness and the moments of, of of observation of banal things. I think for me there is something that we can all relate to. Once you see the, the, this hyper private encounter of this father and this boy and what they would speak about, for example, there I I don't know what would be interesting about this because it's about them, right? You know, am I making sense? No, you are, you are. And I was just as you're talking about it, I was thinking to myself. And again, part of why I like your film so much, by the way, uh, we're speaking with Baz DeVos, and he is the uh, director of the film Violet. And as we're talking about this, and, and as we're describing this scene between uh, Jesse and, and the father of the boy that's killed, does he ask for forgiveness? Does he try to explain what happened? Does he explain why he didn't intervene? There are questions, but there are also it, it it also, you, as you described it, I mean, there's just I want I, you I, I I'm able to fill it in with with what I would imagine he would say, or maybe it's just a, a matter of them 
you know, looking at one another and, and, and with this, you know, an understanding and, and some, some form of forgiveness or I don't, there's a lot of things that it, it could be, but that's what it makes a film powerful, makes a, your film powerful is that we are left to fill that in for ourselves and we take away from it, even though it's your film, your vision, we can take away from it a whole set of, of um, emotions and um, and explanations that are our own as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm fine with I, that. I, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm pleased. I think to hear that because that is what I also what I like in in films. I I, I really really deeply enjoy or uh, 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 I I also long for this. So I I I can I can really stupid, but I I. I can enjoy I can enjoy Transformers. Yeah. Um, but I I can also yeah. I can also uh, really get lost in watching uh, um, the new Apichatong. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. Film is all these things, and I think uh, I think there is such a dominant way of telling stories. For myself, I could not find the energy to make something within the the more classical narrative structure because I would go like. I bother. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> and again, I, my film. I, I, I really have a feeling my film is not highly original. I think a, a lot of what is inside this film has been done and has been tried out and by by greater minds than mine. But th- th- there is there is more to explore well, because it's just rarer. That, um, there is more freedom. There is more light. Well, so that's I, why I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. still drawn to this kind of. Well, film. yeah, and I and I and I will tell you, I I I think you have made a wonderful film, and I will tell you that I didn't. There, your film was not the easiest film to track down. I mean, it's opening here in Los Angeles. I, I mean, there is that, but in terms of what I heard when I read what the premise was, I immediately wanted to talk to you. I just there, that I, I as soon as I saw that I said I I've got to try and get him to come on the show. I hadn't seen the film obviously I, I you know but beyond that because it just is such a, it is such a wide open canvas from just this opening part yeah. of the film and and I was compelled to to make sure that I did everything I could to get in touch with you on this. So if that is a it, what you're, I think that belies a little bit of what you're saying because you've executed this exceptionally well, and um, yeah. so, so um, I uh, I will just beg to disagree with your filmmaking expertise and prowess here. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in the last minute or so that I've got with you, what is the site for your film? If people want to go and visit your your film site, it, it it's. It's the weirdest site ever. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's, it's totally not up to date. Is it New Europe? Uh, yeah. It's violet, uh, and then uh, yeah, it's not an underscore, but like this floating uh, thingy. How do you call that? Uh, you mean a hyphen? I think so. Yeah, uh, it's violet hyphen uh, film. Okay. Dot com. Okay, violet hyphen. Okay, let me. Let me. Yes. So there you go. And, and, it's, and again, it's, uh, yeah, it's a click site. Yeah, you, it's we we just we took uh, we took uh, um, parts we didn't use in the film, and you can click through them frame that, by frame. And that's where it is. It's a, you, so you can find out more about the film at violet-film.com. That is where it is, 
and uh, and you can find out more about the film and the screenings. Also, I think there's also a site where you can check it out at uh, New Europe yeah. Yeah, New um, to find out more about it as well. There's a number of ways to do it, but Violet uh, hyphen Films dot com is is yeah, a good place to go. I I think that the our website is not up to date. I don't think the American screenings are even on there. Well, okay. One last thing. One, and I thought it was a very clever way you did your uh, your your closing credits. Uh, that was one of the more original ways I've seen people do closing credits. So, just as uh, someone who appreciates films and filmmakers and the different approaches, there's always a little bit of creativity involved in the credits, and I thought it was a it was a nice way to do it. Yeah. Well, it's also, a, it's a, a minor statement because I I, I also. Uh, the, the credits just it's a list of names so it says a film by and then a list of names mm-hmm. Be- because I want I basically want to emphasize and of course it's it's a little bit bullshit because here I am speaking to you as the director of the film uh, <laughs> and not for example my DOP or, uh, or the focus board but I think all of these people we have to consider them as filmmakers they make the film mm-hmm. uh, not only literally but they change what I had in mind they they, they, they made this film and I, I, we should consider them all, even people down to costume or whatever, as filmmakers, mm-hmm. not necessarily as, uh, uh, I don't know, yeah. in a hierarchy. Uh, yeah, I agree. And this was my way of, of trying to say, like, this is our film. And I, 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 would, I would like to speak about it like that. I sometimes forget. But our film. Our film, and it is not truly our film. film. And it is, uh, want, I want to, again, thank you, uh, Baz DeVos, for your time and uh, finding time today to be here on Film School, as well as your filmmaking with Violet. And uh, I truly look forward to to more work from you. And uh, I know this film was completed some time ago, so it is my hope that you're working on something now. Yeah, yeah. we're going to shoot this summer, if all goes well, because uh, it's still Belgian. So normally we shoot this summer, and I hope to have it released by early next year. Very good. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, um, and um, come you. back. Come back and join us again. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. I'll Truly. try to like, be slightly more coherent. No. You, I, uh... <laughs> you, you have been, you've been great. Truly great. I really mean it. I Thank you. And uh, and I appreciate your sense of humor and about all of this and, and just the way that, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being yeah. here. Never forget it's only film, no. I mean, it's just film. <laughs> there is uh, there is so much more. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. See you soon. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.